The opinions of this podcast are my own and not necessarily the opinions of Berkshire Hathaway Home Services Ambassador Real Estate, any realtor associations, persons, or entities. If your property is currently listed with a real estate broker, please note that it is not our intention to solicit the offerings of other real estate brokers. Thank you for tuning into Hunting Home. Uh, I appreciate you listening. On that note, we're kind of transitioning a little bit on the podcast where Todd is generally joining me in conversation and and we usually have bring in a guest and we're going to kind of transition into mostly just me hosting the podcast. Uh, so hopefully you stick around for that. Hopefully you weren't. Todd does have a great voice, but hopefully you're sticking around for a little more than that. Another big note on the podcast that I, I didn't mention a few weeks ago is that we have gone international. So thank you to uh, whoever's listening in Canada. I feel pretty cool that I can say I have a uh, international podcast now. Um, and on that note as well, Todd, I was just talking to Todd about doing this podcast solo when I don't have a guest here with me. And he told me, you know, the the, the best advice is to speak to, um, and for anyone that hasn't done this before, I'm sitting in a room alone looking over my notes. And if you would have told me a, a year ago that I was going to be doing this, I would have told you never. I, I This is kind of new to me because normally when we have a guest or just talking to Todd, it's just like a regular conversation. So um, Todd told me when he's leaving the room, he said, you know, a good thing to do is act like someone that you normally talk to sitting across from you and, and have that conversation with them. And uh, funny enough, my, my mom actually got my grandfather hooked up to Spotify to listen to the podcast and he's someone that I've always gone go down to visit him and and we talk business a lot and uh, he's always really interested in what I have to say so I'm just gonna act like I'm talking to him today and shout out to him for figuring out how to listen to my podcast so anyway today is the 21st of March um, so you guys will be this episode will be released next week and this morning I went over to our sales meeting at our Village Point office. Um, they're always really good, packed full of information. Uh, had a really good turnout today with a lot of agents. And I think that's just a sign of, you know, what the market is, is currently like. And I think people were really interested in to see what was said today and what they can share with their clients. So, you know, a big topic we covered today is, is the state of the market and inflation. Um, inflation's clearly not under control, which means that there's no sign of rates coming down significantly anytime soon. Um, what was kind of said is that, um, you know, rates did come down a little bit and there is some insight as far as maybe this is a window, um, where you can get in at maybe six and a half percent, six and a quarter before they go back up. It sounds like they might be coming back up here shortly, but once again, even with higher rates, we're still seeing a lot of competition, multiple offer situations, um, especially in the uh, quote-unquote lower market or that entry level. Council Bluffs, that's your you know 150 to honestly probably 300 in Omaha. It's a little bit higher. You know your 250 to probably 400, and we relate that all to just inventory. We think that there's there's obviously still a lot of demand. There's probably not as much demand as when interest rates were 3%, but our inventory is so low that we, we're still, people need homes and they have to fight to get them. One part of the market that we have seen slow down a little bit is the, you know, the 400 to 800. Um, the stuff above 800 in the luxury market I, is still 
bring in multiple offers. We had conversations today of bringing hundred thousand over asking price. Those those markets are usually cash buyers, and interest rates don't affect the cash buyer. But that four hundred to eight hundred is a lot of times you know your second your someone moving out of a, their current home moving into their next, and we've seen that slow down a little bit. And I really think that that's you know part of our inventory issue is that people don't want to leave their current mortgage at you know two and a half, three percent to move into a more expensive home at double the interest rate. And so that market is a little bit softer um, where, you know, things are still bringing asking price or relatively close to asking price, but maybe you're seeing some home inspections, um, some seller credit, you know, stuff like that. We've also seen a rise in remodels, pool, uh, in-ground pools, patios, People, you know, people putting money into their current homes instead of finding some, you know, and just moving. Um, they're they're investing in the current home they have because they're in that low interest rate and they don't want to take on a bigger payment. Um, and I th- really think that that's this is going to be a long term effect because building permits are down, inventory is still low, and as we move forward, I think that people, even if they do move, they're going to keep their current home that they have at 3% and rent it out because why not? Um, especially if rents continue to increase and the demand for for property and housing stays the same. So bottom line is that I want to share is that this is basic supply and demand and I can't see anything changing that quickly. You know, if, if rates keep going up, yeah, things could change, but there is still that market of people that have to move. And I think people will continue to do that, you know, even with whatever rates are, because there's some people that don't have a choice. And, you know, especially even your first time home buyer looking to buy something, if they if rents keep going up and they can get into a house for similar payment, um, you know, why wouldn't they do that? So as much as you see on, you know, social media, scrolling through TikTok, whatever it is, and people saying, here comes the next, you know, housing crisis, all that good stuff, I... You know, I I or I hope that's not true, but I, I can't I can't see it being true just because inventory is so low and it's just basic supply and demand. Anyway, kind of that was just kind of what we pulled out of the sales meeting today and just kind of a market update. Um, but what I really wanted to talk about today and kind of shifting gears into that is is showing a property. I think that a lot of people are not prepared, especially when they first start looking at homes of all they need to take in in a very short amount of time. And it helps if you have kind of a game plan going into it. So I just wanted to talk about that today, um, what you should be doing before you go look at the home, and then what you should be doing while you're there, etiquette, things like that. So like I said, a general showing, 15 to 30 minutes, honestly more like 15 to 20 minutes. It's uh, It goes by pretty quickly. And it can be, in this market, you oftentimes run into other agents and other buyers while you're there. And that can really be distracting. So stick to your plan. First, you know, do your research before you go look at the property. I mean, obviously, you know, you've looked at pictures, you have general interest in the property, but what can you learn before you actually go? You know, look at the square footage, beds, baths, what school district is it in? What's the size of the lot? You know, kind of do a little search on the neighborhood that's also my job to provide you with that information and make sure that you're prepped uh, when you go to the property. Another thing that I'm going to provide for you is the dis- seller's disclosure. And 
oftentimes I'll try to send that in advance. Otherwise, I'll always bring a hard copy with me to the showing. And we'll look over that. And I'll always look over that before we get there. So I have a general idea of, of what we need to be looking at. And I'll, I'll kind of look at that disclosure and figure out what stands out. Is it, has there been any major repairs made? Or were there any issues noted in the seller's disclosure? And then that way, when we get to the property, those are pl- those are points that we can go to and reference and make sure that, yeah, it does look that like that repair has been made. Or look, you know, here there is a little water intrusion in this window or whatever it might be. Let's make make sure that we cover those things that are noted in the seller's disclosure, um, so that you're fully aware. You know, hopefully on the disclosure, there's the age of the heating cooling system, the roof, the water heater, those types of things. Let's look at those major ticket items um, the best that we can and make sure that they are somewhat in line with what's on the seller's disclosure. You know, those are all important things to look at when you are looking at a home because those are your big ticket items. If you are going to be writing an offer on a house and your heating and cooling system is 20 years old, you need to budget for a possible new, you know, air conditioner and furnace at some point because they're towards the end of their usable life. Um, So those are important things to know. Same with the roof. You know, if you have an older roof, that's a big ticket item. It's always a bonus to see that a roof has been replaced or, you know, or the HVAC system has been, is new. Um, So along with those big ticket items, what also on the seller's disclosure is what is going to stay with the property. So, you know, your appliances, what appliances are staying, is the washer and dryer staying? Not that those are, they're often not make or break things, but you do want to know what stays and what goes uh, because that is additional costs that you might have if you do write an offer. And then you also want to see what kind of condition those things are in um, that you are obviously going to be buying if you're going to write an offer. So all important things, those are kind of the main things, you know, let's figure those things out before we go to the property or as, you know, we go into the property, let's make sure we cover those things and take a look at those things. Generally speaking, Um, I think most people know that a home is a fit or not very quickly once they walk in the door. Um, A lot of times people know before they even enter the house. And uh, I always encourage my clients that if you know that it's not a fit at any time to please tell me, even if it's before we enter the house, if you, you know, if you, a lot of times I'll have a client say, you know, we'll set up a showing for perhaps like five o'clock in the evening and over their lunch break, they drive by it. If they drive by it and they're like, you know what? I saw the neighbor's house. I'm not interested. Or it looks different than from the pictures, the driveway, you know, something about the driveway. If they don't like it, I'd rather have them tell me and let's cross it off the list. You're not going to hurt my feelings. It's not my house. Um, and that's all part of your home search is is narrowing those things down. Um, so just tell me if it's not the one. And that's how we that's how we move forward. With that being said, if we are inside the property and it isn't the one and there's certain things that you don't like about the property, I will remind you that anyone could be listening. And that's kind of a newer thing, you know, that we deal with in today's world is there could be cameras in place. There could be things hidden that you don't know about. Um, and the owners could very well be listening to our conversation. So, you know, it's okay to share, our, to speak and share our thoughts and, and that type of thing. But just remember that other people could be listening. And, you know, I often have clients who get really excited 
when they're in the house and they start, they want to talk numbers. I always say, you know, like, let's stop, let's leave. And we can talk about that type of thing once we leave the property. And that also includes not standing in the driveway and talking about it because a lot of times people have cameras on the outside of their house. They have a ring doorbell. Let's not stand out in the driveway and talk about the ins and outs of your offer. Um, because like I said, we don't know who's listening. So let's have that discussion in private. So once again, a lot to take in in a short amount of time on probably one of the biggest financial decisions you're going to make. And in this market that we've had, buyers don't have a lot of time to think about their decision. And they often, like I said, we have often in this crazy hot seller's market, we often run into other buyers and other agents at the showings. It can be really hard to focus in that 15 to 20 minutes. And it really depends on the size of the house too, you know. If you're talking a 3,500, 4,000 square foot house, it's going to take you a little bit longer to cover the property, especially if you're talking an acreage where you want to walk the property, has outbuildings, that type of thing. Um, but it's a lot to take in in a short amount of time, um, especially if you're not used to if you're not used to looking at homes and you're not really you don't even really know what you should be looking for. So the other thing with not having a lot of time is that. Sure, you're there for, like I said, 15 minutes, 30 minutes. It might be the only time that you are viewing the property, honestly, before your walkthrough, before closing, if you don't have an inspection. So you don't get a lot of, you don't get to come back a lot. Now you can always schedule a time. Say you do, you, you visit the property, you are there for that, you know, you're showing, you love it, you write your offer. And if you do have an inspection, we're going to schedule that inspection for, you know, within the next week, probably. And that will be a time that you do a walkthrough with your home inspector and you see the home again. It's generally a a little more focused time. It's quieter. It's I, I always feel like people have a better chance to look things over. Plus, you're going through the home with your home inspector and he or she is pointing things out that they've found in their inspection. And people just seem to notice a lot more, you know, when they're walking around during that time. If you don't have an inspection, you're you probably there's no set time for you to come back and visit that property, you know, unless you do your walkthrough before closing, which that's generally, you know, 24 or 48 hours before you close. So, it's hard to remember everything that's in the property, remember the condition that's in. And so a lot of times, you know, I'll have clients that say, "Hey, can we can we just schedule a time that we can come back out and grab some measurements?" Um, we want to look at the flooring again or whatever it might be. You you know, you have every right to schedule that time, especially with an accepted contract to come out. But what I will say is that it always makes sellers nervous when the buyer wants to come back out. They always, in my experience, they always think that the worst thing is going to happen, that they're going to find something they don't like and back out of the deal. And, and uh, that just comes with the territory. Um, so don't be afraid to ask for that through the process. Don't be surprised if, you know, the sellers, you know, you, they, you can sense the nervousness of them because they always, I feel like they always think something's going to go wrong. Last but not least is remember that you're in someone's home. I think that especially the last few years as we have back-to-back showings, overlapping showings, people coming and going out of homes, you know, I can't tell you how many times, not so much, I, I can't say so much in the Council Bluffs market, I think there's a little... You know, there's just fewer people, but like in the Omaha market, especially in that 250 to 350 range, um, when the door was just wide open and people were coming and going because 
there were so many showings and no one was locking the door up because people were coming and going. And, you know, you just don't know who's in the house. Um, and that can be scary. So, you know, that's something you should also talk about when you're selling with your, with your agent is how are you going to handle showings? And, um, are you going to, are you going to allow overlapping showings or how are they being scheduled? Those types of things, all very good questions to ask, you know, your potential hire as an agent. And so as a buyer and, um, and when you're going to view a home, just remember that you are in someone's home, take your shoes off. Your shoes are gross. So, you know, if you're going to be walking around on someone's carpet, just remember to take your shoes off. I will say that there's been times when maybe you're showing an investment property and the floor is dirtier than your shoes. That's a little bit different scenario, but you know, you wouldn't want someone marching around your house, your bedroom with their shoes on. Leave personal property alone. You know, you're there to look at the house. You're look. you're there for the property. You're not there to look at people's personal belongings, that type of thing. So try to focus on that. Back kind of to the craziness of showings and people coming and going is, you know, do not enter a property without your agent because that can be very dangerous because you don't know what you're walking into. I've even had clients, you know, where it was my fault that I didn't say this ahead of time is that even if you show up five, 10 minutes early and your agent is not there yet, you should not walk on the property. Don't walk in the yard, you know, wait till your agent's there and that you have the clear to go view that property. Even as an agent, I always knock on the door, make sure people are aware that someone's coming in their home uh, because you never know, maybe there's um, some miscommunication and that seller is not aware that someone was coming to show their property. So just wait for your agent and let them enter the home, let them guide you through the property. And kind of on that personal level too is don't take pictures unless you have permission you know, I've had clients that if they, they're like, hey, you know, my husband's not here. Can I FaceTime him real quick and show him this? Generally, that's okay. But, you know, what I, what I, what you don't want and you hear stories of like people taking pictures that were not online um, and they take a picture of a ch- child's bedroom and the child's names on the wall or a picture or something like that. And then it gets shared online. You know, that's not what we want. So make sure you have permission to do those things. On that note, I think that even with the uncertainty in the market, I still think that if you are considering buying or selling, that it's always an opportune time. Have those conversations with your real estate agent. Please feel free to call me. I'm open to any conversation that you might have in your situation and how you can make things work, um, whether that's you know a month from now or a year from now. Um, we'll get you connected to the right people to to make that work for you. Um, but once again, thank you for listening. I uh, appreciate it. And we'll hopefully keep pushing out some good content for you.